Happy Halloween. Let's see if uh, if this works with this microphone. This is just going to be some kind of random thoughts that I have on the things that I've been noticing in the past couple of days as I've been <coughs> under the weather. Uh, it's rainy as fuck here in Michigan, man. And this is the rain brings the snow, brings the cold shit, and uh, it rain just a little bit. We'll be able to get the kids out, go uh, trick or treating tonight, and uh, hopefully get a nice little massive of uh, candy bars. I think we're we're going to the rich area tonight. We're going to the the, the middle class, and then we're going to the high class. Full size Snickers, um, and I'm gonna obviously steal my kids, some of my kids' candy, because one, and this is the right thing to do. <laughs> if, if theft is ever okay, it's it's when you're a parent of your child who has a bunch of candy from Halloween. It's right to take a portion of your kids' candy. <laughs> one, because you don't want them all sugared up; they're just gonna get cavities. Obviously, you're going to make them brush their teeth, but <coughs> also you don't want them having that much sugar in their system. You know, you don't want them to turn them out to be a diabetic. So you ever so gently, secretively, take some of their candy <laughs> and enjoy it for yourself. My parents did it to me, and uh, I, I, I do <laughs> take my kids' candy. Um, when they're not looking, because I really don't want to deal with that meltdown. But, uh, it's just being a good parent. <laughs> You're welcome for that bit of advice. Um, so, so I do this thing. So when I go to research, um, when I listen to news, um, I listen to all of it. As I've said before, take in all of it. Take in as much information as you can from both sides uh, of an issue and anything in between and um, and form your own sound judgment. <coughs> I mean, also, obviously, I, I, I don't think it needs to be said, but I'll go ahead and say it anyway. Learn rhetoric. Learn English. Learn history. Learn, learn as much as you can. Um, learn right from wrong. Um, that's why you also have to ask yourself the big questions of, you know, is there a God? What is, what is the meaning of life? What is purpose? What is all of those things? Um, so that you can form a sound judgment. And, um, and it's also why I tell people don't have heroes unless you can understand that everybody messes up. Everybody makes mistakes. And not just that, but everybody screws somebody over. <coughs> Take this uh, example. Stephen Crowder. I'm a, I'm a fan of Stephen's. Um, not a total fan, but he's not my favorite, but he, uh, I am a fan. And um, I understand that he's probably screwed some people over in his time. He used to have a guy, a producer named uh, Fun Dip, a great big fella. In fact, I have a guy that I work with um, who looks an awful lot like him. Could be him. I do live in Michigan. Um, now, I'm not saying that I know that he screwed him over, but you don't see him anymore. And in fact, you saw Nakay Jared on his show after, who I thought was a great fit with Steven. And, um, and now you don't have Nakay Jared. Not that I think that he screwed him over. So I don't think he screwed either one of these guys over, but obviously things ended and you no longer see these, these people. 
Now, not gay Jarrett going away is, is it's a strange one because I don't quite under like the the purpose was from what I was told or what he he told the viewers was that he's having a kid or his wife his wife's having a kid so definitely not gay um, or as far as we know not gay um, and that's just a weird reason why you wouldn't why you would take yourself out of a position like that where obviously he was making money. Um, so that's, it's a weird one. But the, the biggest one that most people have questions about is Sven Computer. He had a, uh, <coughs> a guy, <coughs> I don't know if he was an intern or what exactly it was, who I thought was pretty funny. And they had him do some pretty crazy shit on the show, like walk into an LGB community meetup thing and claim that he was a computer and he called them fags and all sorts of other shit. And now there's just, he's gone. And they, it was after there was like a joke they played on him about sending him away. And then he tried to reverse the, Sven Computer tried to reverse the joke and say, well, I'm quitting. And all this other shit. Now he's gone. And so there's something odd about that. There's something that happened that Steven Crowder even has been confronted when he went to Ann Arbor. Um, a proud boy, nonetheless, uh, with somebody who asked him about it while he was on stage. And he just got right off the subject. Now, anytime that you screw somebody over, anytime that something goes awry, um, I mean, I don't think that you, it's just like when you get caught doing something bad, like a, like a politician. I don't, in fact, I tell people, do not apologize to everyone. Don't do it. Don't, don't have a press conference and fucking say you're sorry after you got caught. Nobody believes it, and it's stupid. In fact, people lose, you lose credibility when you do such a dumb thing. Um... So I'm not exactly saying that Steven Crowder has to address this. I'm just pointing out there's a possibility that he screwed over Sven Computer. Okay? I mean, just look at how he reacts to it. Knowing that, I'm still a fan. I understand that you're going to... Dude, look at your own life. Whether it be a male or a female, whatever. You've screwed some people over. Everybody has. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. What I'm saying is don't expect everybody that you support to be, you know... White is a pure driven snow, if that's the saying. You know, as, 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 pure as, a, as, a, as pure as the driven snow. You said white. Yeah, I did, because snow's white. Shut up. Um, pure as the driven snow. Okay? They're not. Alex Jones. He's had some, some employees that don't like him. Okay? You know what I mean? And yeah, he's had people sign non-disclosure agreements. I, I don't look that far into that type of shit. Because everybody does that. You have the Young Turks that have people do that. You have, oh, well, if you have nothing to hide. I hate that stupid fucking saying. If you got nothing to hide, everybody's got something to hide, dude. You know, it's their privacy. <laughs> That's what you have to hide. And that should be, by the way, if you're ever asked that by, a, a, by anybody in authority, tell them, yeah, I got something to hide my fucking privacy. And it's not yours, so fuck off. Everybody has something to hide. It's okay. It's not the worst fucking thing in the world. It's so stupid when I hear that. So anyway, um, and Alex Jones has screwed some people over from what information I know. Doesn't take away from the fact that he snuck into Bohemian Grove and exposed the truth to the world. That takes balls, and I give anybody that does something like that credit. Even if I, if, even, even if you're on the other side, even if you're on the left, you know, you may not think that that's that big of a deal. Oh, there, that was all fake and that was all. Uh, I don't think that we hired our leaders to go in and have weird ass 
mock uh, worship sessions to a satanic owl. Yeah, no, I'm pretty certain we didn't hire them to do that. And they're getting paid by us, by our taxes, to show up and have these fucking things, which, by the way, people that show up there end up not only staying in power, but getting elevated to other parts of power, i.e. the presidency, like those from the Bilderberg Group and the CFR and the Trilateral Commission and things of those nature, that nature. This is shit that we didn't hire these guys to go do, and yet they're doing. And then next thing you know, it's churning out the quote-unquote leaders of our countries. So yeah, I got a problem with that. And Alex Jones called that shit out. And it doesn't change the fact um, that he did that if, okay, he had a squabble with somebody. You know, Trump is pro, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Alex Jones is pro-Trump. And people have a problem with that. Well, he was, he was against this establishment. He was against this, this, and this. Yeah, well, that's kind of the thing. Is he called it out long before anybody else? He was on Rand Paul's side. He was on Ron Paul's side, who, by the way, are both anti-establishment guys. But guess what? So is Trump. Trump as every... I mean, this is the thing that I got a problem with on both sides, is that it's the one-dimensional thinking that you can't hold more than one thought at the same time. You know, And, uh, and that kind of goes into what I wanted to talk about next, which was Sam Cedar, who is... <clears throat> Sam Cedar, Kyle Kalinske, I guess Jank Yerger, um, Sam Harris, these type of guys are what the left is is producing who are supposed to be, who are, I shouldn't say supposed to be, who are kind of rising to the top of the, if you want to call them this, the intellectual left. And they bother me, and I, and I, I may have said it in one of my last podcasts, but I don't quite know why it bothers me. I'm sure a leftist would go, oh, well, it's because you're wrong and you don't like being wrong. No, no, that's not it. Um, I think it bothers me because I know that they're wrong and they're being elevated. And it's not that I'm jealous of their success. Um, it's that I'm, I'm bothered by the angles. Uh, John John Flagle, 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 Flagle Rock? No. John Flagle, he was on a debate. I don't know his last name. I mean, I do, but I can't, I can't think of how to enunciate it, pronunciate it. Um, he was on a debate at Politicon with, uh, I think I might have talked about him, with uh, Jesse Lee Peterson. Now, I don't agree with everything, certainly, that Jesse Lee Peterson has to say, uh, especially the idea that once you're a Christian, you never sin again. Um, no, incorrect. Uh, I would I would greatly disagree with that, especially being that um, St. Peter lied. St. Peter used profanity. However, I don't know if that's necessarily a sin, but he did lie and betray Jesus after having followed him for, you know, years. So um, that, that turns down the idea that you can be a Christian and... Um, and you, and you don't ever sin again. Well, that those were sins. But this John guy, uh, he bothers me too. And in, in fact, I've uh, been rebuking his shit on Twitter lately, <coughs> which is pretty easy because he has this whole, let me get this shit out. He has this whole um, speech, this this speech that he come up with. His, 
his dad is an ex uh, Franciscan friar. I think that's what he said. An ex Francis. So essentially, an ex priest, and his mom is an ex nun. I guess they they must have met at some church, um, and and had attractions to one another, and then they left the, they left their convictions in order to get married to one another. I have to imagine that that's how that went. I think that's what he in fact said. Um, so he boasts, and I think that's a wonderful word to use in this, uh, the adequate word to use when referring to him. He boasts of um, having known Jesus from this unique perspective, uh, having both of his parents, and I guess, he, I guess they stayed Catholic, um, but liberal Catholic. So we're talking California, West Coast Catholic, which is prime, which is usually pretty liberal. It's like Chicago Catholic, uh, like DePaul University Catholic, um, which is very liberal. And the things that he likes to say, and let's see if I can do this while I'm driving here for a minute, that Jesus was a peaceful, radical, nonviolent revolutionary. Uh, right there, he's incorrect. And I, in fact, he responded to me, which is kind of, kind of uh, impressive, I guess, for a leftist to respond to somebody who has no blue check mark on Twitter and is, um, is cr- uh, critiquing what, something that they've said. And he did respond a little bit to me, but what I pointed out was uh, Jesus was not nonviolent. Jesus took a whip and went into the temple and chased out the money changers. So let me, let me kind of equate it to something today. That would be like... Um, a money changer is like a, a, a loan shark. Loan sharks, on their own, they, they never operate on their own. They well, they do maybe in, in the sense of loaning out money, but they usually pay really big, tough, mean guys with with low morals to uh, be their enforcers. <coughs> it's not different back then. Okay, these these skinny little weak money loaners. Um, had guys that would that would back them up so that if somebody owed him money and didn't get it to him they would then release the hounds and go get that guy to I don't know break a, break a knee or break a break a, a thumb or something you know maybe even rip off an appendage who knows but they nonetheless had people around them they paid people to protect them and to enforce uh, getting their money back so that's what those guys were like. And the temple was filled with those people and people that were selling things and essentially just turning it into a, uh, a, a mini mall of sorts. And so Jesus went into the temple and he chased all of them out. He was hitting them with a whip. He was turning over their shit. And the entire time telling them, this is my father's house. And then quoting what scripture, I think Isaiah, was saying about what Jesus would do when he came to the temple. So Jesus violently came in and chased out everybody that was sinning in the temple and, cl- and cleansed, he purged <coughs> um, the, the temple. So right there, no, he was absolutely violent. And then I also mentioned that uh, uh, Christ said, take up your sword in defense of yourself. And he responded with, whoa, that's an that's a, uh, NRA lie. That Jesus never said to take up your sword in defense of yourself. And I had to remind him uh, of two occasions in which uh, it was talked about in the New Testament. And that was, Jesus said, um, take your money and go buy a sword. 
um, in defense of yourself. And they said, it was, I'm paraphrasing, go and take your money and go buy a sword. And they said, we have two. And Jesus said, it is enough. Okay, so hey, at least have something to defend yourself with. This is what I'm talking about when I say that on both sides, they have one-dimensional thinking. Okay, is that um, you have that statement of you need to uh, take your money, go buy a sword, and they say we have two, and he says it's enough. And the liberals, or, or I guess in this, this situation, John would say, uh, no, that's, that's, not, that's not what he's saying. And then I have to come in, and the church, mind you, has to come in and explain, no, that's exactly what that says, is that get a weapon in order to set yourself at an even keel against those who would come to hurt you. Okay, yes, did Christ say, turn the other cheek? Yes, but that wasn't to say, let them come and beat the shit out of you and kill you, because guess what? If that's the case, you're all dead. Okay, did he also say, don't hide yourself? You know what I mean? Like, is he saying, just let yourself be killed? No. Not at all. He's saying forgive those who would hurt you and pray for them and love them, which is, as I've said before, something completely opposite than any other quote-unquote God or other religion has ever said. Because all of those other ones, including Islam, including uh, uh, Hinduism and Buddhism and all the different mythologies, uh, have all been very humanistic and, and gods of very human traits, of, of, that have very human traits. <clears throat> um, and so in this case it was uh, Christ says to forgive and that's what that turning the other cheek was all about forgiving the other side forgiving your enemy but he certainly didn't say just let yourself get beat up and that's what that was for also uh, when they came to arrest him one of his guys took out his sword and sliced off another guy's ear now Jesus did say to put your sheath back and he healed the guy's ear not what I'm pointing at. What I'm pointing at is the fact that he had a sword in the first place. Jesus never said, give up your swords. Okay, he never said, give up your arms. No, defend yourself. Don't just let yourself get beat up. However, forgive others. Now, I'm not saying that Jesus was a pro-violent, pro-kill-off-anybody-that-isn't-Christian God. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, I would, I, if that's what John is trying to allude to, then I would agree with that. Jesus was against uh, killing others because they believe differently. And I agree with that. Oh, this is one that I didn't address that I, I, I guess I need to. Anti-capitalism, anti-wealth. Absolutely, 100% incorrect. In the sense that um, he was anti-capitalism. Okay, now if you can, again, hold two thoughts at the same time. <coughs> The story of, and I, I'm going to have to finish this in my next one, which may be tomorrow. So I'll, I'll try and hold all of this um, in my mind, in my, in my, my, brain, my brain bank. But uh, in the story where, oh shit, I got to stop and get some cigarettes. Excuse In the story where he was talking about the, uh, the guy that had the, the field, and he went out at one time and he got some guys to work for him. And then he went out again and got some more guys and went out again. And all the way down to the last hour and then got another guy. And then at the end of the day, he paid them all the exact same. 
Now, hold on. One could say, because he paid them all the same, that he was a socialist. Incorrect. The focus, just as when it goes to the prodigal son, is not on what you think it is. The prodigal son was not about the son. It was about the father. It was about forgiveness. Um, just as in this case, it's not about the workers. It's about the owner who says... Um, why do you grumble against me? Don't I have the right to do with my money as I see fit? That is capitalism. The guy went out, he had a business, and he went out and he got workers, and yeah, he paid them all the same, and you can argue as to if that was right or not. But the point is, he gets to do with his money as he sees fit, which is in dealing not with money, but actually with forgiveness. Uh, anti-public prayer I address this he says that Jesus is anti-public prayer because he says uh, don't, don't let others see you pray pray in your room so that your father will repay you because of the Pharisees and Sadducees who pray in public and ask for the, the big seat at the table and all that other shit what he's saying there isn't don't pray in public what he's saying is don't do it in vain and this is what I had to tell John God, there's a commandment that says don't use the Lord's name in vain. And that's what he's saying here. He's not saying don't pray in public. He's talking about the Pharisees and Sadducees that did everything in vain and that weren't actually faithful. Um, and that's where he gets this mixed up. So you can start to kind of pick out what, what I'm saying with this guy and what he's saying and, and where he's wrong. Hopefully. Um, so no, he wasn't against public prayer. In fact, Jesus prayed numerous times, laid his hands on people in public, healed people in public, prayed in public. He was not against public prayer. That is a flat-out lie. Um, Anti-death penalty. Sure, I'm okay with that one. Uh, not anti-gay. Um, if you believe, and I said this verbatim, if you believe that God or that Jesus is God, God did all of those things in the Old Testament, including destroying Sodom and Gomorrah because of the numerous sins that they were committing, one of which was um, uh, homosexual acts. Notice I didn't, and I even said this, notice I didn't say desire. It's not gay to have, I'm sorry, it's not uh, a sin to have homosexual desires. The sin is uh, committing the act, okay, just like uh, it's a sin to covet your neighbor's wife or to sleep with your neighbors or, or a married wife or, or a married woman or uh, have fornication before marriage. Um, not only that, uh, Paul, St. Paul wrote against homosexuality, homosexual acts, I should say. So this idea that Jesus was pro-gay is bullshit. Uh, flat out lie again. Not anti-abortion. Well, they didn't talk about abortion. Um, and I accidentally did, I, I guess I might have included that on accident, not, and I didn't mention abortion, but I said that I agreed with most of everything else that he was saying, besides the things that I was arguing against, and I forgot to mention abortion. No, he, he was um, very pro-life in the sense that uh, you don't murder. That's, that's uh, one of the commandments, jackass, so that's a flat-out lie. Um, didn't mention premarital sex. See, this is what the left does. They, they pick out what is called a pertinent negative, I suppose. Um, 
which is something that somebody isn't, isn't mentioned or isn't noticed or somebody doesn't say. And then they go, oh, see, 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 he didn't say premarital sex, but Jesus talked. Uh, and in fact, his first miracle was done at a, uh, a marriage feast for his cousin, which is bullshit that he's trying to say that he didn't talk about premarital sex. Um, he mentioned numerous times about how important marriage was and that no man should, but what God puts together, no man should put asunder, which is <clears throat> a man leaves his parents, a woman leaves her parents, they come together, they are one flesh. Okay, he didn't say they can come together as many times as they want before marriage, and then once they get married, then it's set. No, he didn't say that at all. I'm surprised he didn't say that he's, he is uh, pro-divorce, too. So that's a load of shit. Never justified torture. Agree with that. Um, never called the poor lazy. No, but he does say to, to do things. So don't just... Uh, sit around and expect people to give you money. Um, and again, that's, a, that's one of those pertinent negative type deals. He was a long-haired, brown-skinned uh, Jew, non-white. Um, for anybody that... I, I've noticed that you have like the, the new age Israelites, uh, black Israelites, in, uh, primarily in New York, and in a couple places. I've, I've ran into some, in fact, in the South, who... <clears throat> claim that Jesus was black. Um, Jesus was Jewish, and the Jewish people have not just went away. Okay, what you see in the Middle East is what has been there for fucking six, eight thousand years. Um, I know that there's arguments that they say uh, his hair was white. It was like white wool, uh, trying to say that he was a he was a black guy. Um, if you, now this is going to get down into evolution, macro evolution, not micro, but macro. Micro is where you take a dog that was born in, in Florida, bring it to Alaska, and it's going to grow thicker skin, thicker, thicker fur, more fat, things of that nature. They, it's, it's adaptation, where macro evolution is we all came from an amoeba, which I, I'll have to do a whole uh, episode on that, um, pointing out the fucking massive wrongs. Um, but that he was brown-skinned. Uh, okay, uh, I don't really have a bone to pick there because most Jews or anybody that comes out of the Middle East is brown-skinned. It's because of uh, uh, UV ray um, absorption into your skin. So where you have more, more sunlight, essentially, your skin's going to be br uh, darker. Where you have less, it's going to be whiter. So it, it, that... Again, I really don't have much of a bone to pick with that, but I, I hope he's not making a, a claim that he was just flat out the blackest person that you could ever see. Uh, I would, I would, I wouldn't want to necessarily argue with that because I don't think it matters. But uh, I would argue that he is Jewish, and um, if you were to uh, put together all the different, all the different races, you're going to have somebody that looks uh, Middle Eastern. Right? If you put together all the people who are white, all the people that are black, you know, I'm talking the whitest of white. Like, much like myself, who's transparent almost. And uh, the blackest of black. You're going to have uh, somebody who's in the middle. Which is um, Middle Eastern. So, um, 
yeah, that, that, that's something that I'll also have to get into in another one. So, um, that all kind of, and see how that, that would, should bother somebody because the angle that he's coming from. Now I can, I can see an argument there that, that, that he's making, um, to an extent of like, okay, well, he isn't this, uh, pro, you know, gun toting, uh, pro war, uh, you know, everything that uh, the left thinks the, the Republican, right, conservative people are all about. White skin, blonde hair, blue eyes, Jesus. No, I, I, I get that, okay? And I'm not making an argument for that. But he's, he's almost coming from this unique approach from the leftist liberal saying that he was a liberal. And in fact, John does say that. And uh, I also had to point out... <coughs> You're looking through, you're looking at history through the lens of today at liberalism. And classic liberalism, as you'll hear numerous people, David Icke, uh, Alex Jones, uh, many people on that side that say, that talk about classical liberalism. Classical liberalism comes from uh, the word liberate or to free one from oppression. Jesus, yes, was one to liberate all of us by freeing us from the oppression of, of sin. So yeah, in that, in that sense, he's a liberal. But it's a classical liberal. It's not the liberal of today, which is more so the do what thou wilt, Alistair Crowley type liberal that says, fuck all you want, do all the drugs you want, anything that makes you feel good, just do it because you want to do it. No, Jesus was vehemently against that, and I had to point that out too. So, but hopefully, you see what I mean when I say that um, it bothers me what they, how these these guys are, whether it be uh, John Flugo, 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 whatever his name is, or uh, Kyle Kalinsky, or. Sam Cedar, Cenk Yerger, uh, fucking anybody on the left that takes that hard left approach to things and, and really gets down in the minutia in order to kind of undermine what the overall results are of, of something. And what I'm talking about with that is uh, Charlie Kirk had his recent debate with Sam Cedar and they were discussing it. And again, I'm, listen, I give... Charlie Kirk and Ben Shapiro and uh, Stephen Crowder and and uh, Jordan Peterson all the credit in the world for going into the trenches with these people and debating those topics. I just don't think that there's I don't know I mean I guess there is something to come out of it but when you have people that will not change their their stance because of inertia because of this little thing here, this little thing there. Um, I just don't. I don't really see the need of, of really having to necessarily go in and go. Oh, okay, yeah, you know. Let me let me go over to your side for this. <sighs> if you can understand what I'm trying to say, because um, these are the same people that, when it comes to let's say abortion, they can't tell you when life starts, and and so they just go, yeah, well, fuck it. We're we're gonna leave it to the women to decide. Uh, when a when a baby's a baby. Well, then you have fucking people like um, Barack Obama, 
that before he ever became president, he voted for infanticide three different times. If you don't know what infanticide is, it's pretty much the fucking word. It's the murder of an infant. And that's exactly what he was voting for. It was post-birth abortion, which means that the baby is completely born, came through the birth canal, is can, can survive by whatever measures of, or standards that you have for survival at that level without you know, being able to breathe air and, and uh, just be um, after having been born and then be murdered right there on the spot. I mean, there are people that think that you can abort your kids and it's okay, i.e. murder them, uh, months after they were born. It's, it, it's insane. My, my take on it is once the seed meets egg, there's a, in, there's a chemical reaction that results in instantaneous feeding and growth. That's life. And so life starts at conception. Because there's no difference between moving through the birth canal and not. Okay, so now, since there's no difference there, what is the difference between a month? What is the difference between three months or a trimester or an entire four, uh, I'm sorry, an entire 10 months? Because it's not, it's not nine months, it's 10, it's 40 weeks. Okay, so that leaves, did I just say that right? Yeah, four, four months to a month, four weeks to a month, so that's 40 weeks. And most births, for anybody that's in the healthcare industry, know that it usually goes about 40 weeks. That's on average, which would make 10 months. So then you have to ask yourself, what's the difference between uh, the third trimester and the first trimester? By the way, that's where the nine months comes in because of three trimesters, and that must be where people get confused and call it nine months. Nine, three, you know what I mean? <coughs> Um, so that's that's where I'm coming from when it comes to a lot of this stuff Um, I'm sure I'll have another episode on this shit to uh, try to explain and debunk a lot of the fucked up shit that the left talks about uh, the more that I let it bother me so um, in the meantime be accountable be responsible don't be liberal